This week we read Parshas Ve'eschanon, and it's also called Shabbos Nachamu, the Shabbos of our comfort. And the reason it's called Shabbos Nachamu is because of the Haftarah that we read after the Torah reading, that begins with the words of Yeshayo Hanavi, who says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, be comforted, be comforted, my nation. And obviously this is because this Shabbos comes directly after Tisha B'av, the day of the climax of our mourning for the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, both Batim Mikdash, and therefore we follow it with the promise and the prophecy of comfort, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. So let's see, let's try to find some common theme and common message between the Parsha, Parsha's Ve'eschanon, and the Avtairah, the promise of comfort, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. So we'll start from the Avtairah and work our way backward. As I said, the, the Navi says, Be comforted, be comforted, my nation. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. Uh, noticeably mentioning a double comfort. It could have said, be comforted, my nation. And yet the Navi says, a double measure of comfort, that Nechama, as the measure says, Nechama bikiflayim, a double comfort. But the question is, what does that really mean? Obviously we're in Golis, we're in exile, and we don't have our Beis HaMikdash, and we'll be, we'll, Mashiach will come, and we'll have our third Beis HaMikdash, so we'll be comforted. What's the idea of a double comfort? What does that represent? What are the two steps of comfort that we're talking about here? So the Rebbe points to a very a fascinating and famous Gemara at the end of Masechta Makis, where again we find that expression of double comfort. And it's a beautiful story there that uh, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lezben Azari, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Akiva were, were walking together. These are the great sages at the time. And they come to the, to the Harabais. They come to the Temple Mount. And they see over there a fox. This is obviously after the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. And they see a fox that's emerging from the place where the Kodesh HaKadoshim was. The Holy of Holies, the holiest place of the base of Mikdash, the holiest place of the world, and now lies in ruins. And a fox is coming out of there. So it says that most of these Chacham, most of these sages started crying. And Rabbi Akiva started laughing. They asked him, why are you laughing? He says, why are you crying? So they said, what do you mean? The holiest place in the world? Foxes are coming out of there? So he says, no, this is why I'm laughing. And he quoted a very beautiful nevuah prophecy from Yeshayo, who says that I bring for me uh, true witnesses, Uriah HaKoyin and Zechariah ben Yevarechiyohu. That Yeshayo is referring to two witnesses, the witness of Uriah HaKoyin and Zechariah. And Rabbi Kiva asked, Uriah and Zechariah lived at two different times. And what, what does Yeshayo mean that these two together comprise a witness, the witness, the edus, the, the testimony by these two um, prophets, tzaddikim? So he says, because the prophecies of these two are really dependent one on the other. Which is, he says that uh, in the time uh, from Uriah, it says, the prophecy that Sin Soda Techerash, that Sin Zion or Yerushalayim, will be plowed like a field. That was a prophecy of destruction. That the whole city of Yerushalayim would be plowed like a field. Zechariah, on the other hand, says that in that day, referring to the days of Mashiach, elders, old, old men, old women will sit in the streets of Yerushalayim in peace and happiness. So there's the prophecy of destruction, Rabbi Kiva says, of Uriah. The prophecy that says that Yerushalayim will be plowed like a field. And the prophecy of redemption. Of Zechariah, that then in that time, the old man and the old woman will be able to sit at leisure in the streets of Yerushalayim. Says Rabbi Akiva, that when I see the fulfillment of one, I know the truth of the other as well. In other words, when there's the fulfillment of that Yerushalayim is plowed like a field, which we have over here, the foxes coming out of the Harabai, the, uh, the uh, Kedosh HaKadoshim, 
So then I know for certain that there will be the fulfillment of the prophecy when the, the, uh, the men and the women, the old men and the old women, will sit at leisure in Yerushalayim. And that's why I'm laughing, says Rabbi Akiva. And here is where the Gemara finishes when the Chachamim turn to him and say, Akiva nichamtonu, Akiva nichamtonu. Akiva, you have comforted us. Akiva, you have comforted us. Again, that double expression of comfort. Akiva, you've comforted us and you've comforted us. So we have over here this, this, this Gemara where Rabbi Akiva is comforting the sages with this interesting comfort. And again, let's analyze that for a moment more. The sages saw something terrible. They saw the desecration of Hashem's name. They saw a fox coming out of the Holy of Holies. Rabbi Akiva sees in that the beginning of the fulfillment of a prophecy. He says there's the prophecy of destruction and the prophecy of, of redemption. And both of them go together hand in hand. When I see this, I see that. When I see the greatness of destruction, I see the beginning of redemption. What's the depth of what Rabbi Akiva was telling the Chachamim? And again, why is it this double measure of comfort? And the Rebbe tells us the following. He says, whenever you comfort someone or you comfort yourself because of a loss or because of something terrible, there's two steps or there's two approaches or two levels in the comfort. One is that whatever happens bad is for a good reason and ultimately it will be good. And the worse the thing is, the worse the first occurrence is, the greater the goodness will be. So that it's worth it. True, it's hard. True, it's sad. But we will get out of it. Not only will we get out of it, it will be even better. So much so that the descent will be worth it. The greatness of the descent. And the greater the descent is, the greater the goodness that will come later. That's one level of comfort. The other level of comfort is when one is able to see within the descent the beginning of the comfort already. Not only that the descent is really bad, but it's worth it because of something positive that will be in the future, but rather when one looks deeper and sees that the descent is the first step in the fulfillment of the goodness, in the fulfillment of the greatness and the advantage that comes from it. It's just that we don't feel it yet by the descent, but the descent is part of that same process. And that's really what Rabbi Kiva was saying. When he used in his prophecy specifically the one where it says that Sion, that Yerushalayim, is plowed like a field. When we think of plowing, do we think of plowing as, uh, as a, uh, an act of breaking up a field, of breaking, of, of, de of devastating a field? Everyone understands plowing is the first step in the growth that comes afterward. That's what plowing is for. Everyone goes out to plow their fields in order to plant, in order to grow, in order to have their fruits. And what Rabbi Kiva was saying is that the two prophecies together comprise one testimony. The prophecy that says that, that Yerushalayim will be plowed is the first step of the prophecy that says that there will be a time of happiness and plentifulness in Yerushalayim because the plowing brings to the blessing that comes afterward. And that's what Rabbi Kiva was saying. He says, not only... When I look at something sad, when I look at something negative, I say, well, it's well worth it because one day it will be wonderful. I see much deeper than that. I see that the pro what you see as the problem itself, I see as the first step in the, in the coming bracha, in the coming geula, in the coming redemption. And that's why the Chachamim answered, Akiva Nichamtanu, Akiva Nichamtanu, that double comfort. Because there are two steps and two levels in, these comforting, in this comforting message. One, that whatever happens is worth it, because ultimately we'll be rewarded and we'll be re repaid, and it's like a great investment. 
but two even deeper that even what's happening now is already part of the upcoming bracha, the upcoming blessing, though we don't see or feel it yet. That is the explanation in the double nachamu, nachamu ami of this week's Haftarah, that Hashem says, I will comfort you and I will comfort you. A double comfort for all of the destruction and for all of the pain and all of the devastation of this very lengthy golos, of this very lengthy exile, that not only will you be able to see the wonderful gains that will come from it, but ultimately you'll be able to see how every step of the pain and every step of the exile, it itself was a plowing an act of plowing, an act of beginning of the blessing that's born from it and through it. That's nachamu, nachamu, the double comfort that Hashem promises us. Bringing that back to the Parsha. In this week's Parsha also, we have where Hashem really tells us that ultimately there's going to be a destruction. The plus Hashem says, He says, you'll come into Israel and you'll be in the land a long time and you'll start sinning. And ultimately, Hashem says, I will destroy you if you, if you sin. The word that the Pasik uses, he says, you'll be in the land a long time, is vinnoishantem. Vinnoishantem ba'aretz. You'll be there a long time and you'll start sinning. Rashi comments from the Gemara that nishantem is the numerical value, has the numerical value, <coughs> excuse me, of 852. And that refers to the fact that you'll be 852 years in the land of Israel and then there will be destruction. Says the Gemara, but ultimately we were there 850, not 852. Hashem brought the destruction two years earlier than in the Torah was prophesied to come. Says the Gemara, why? Out of the kindness of Hashem, because He didn't want that this entire verse should be fulfilled. The verse says, you'll be there a long time and then you'll be destroyed for sinning. But Hashem didn't want to destroy us. Hashem wanted us always to exist. So therefore He goes ahead and brings the destruction two years earlier in order that we should not be fully destroyed. And, and the Gemara brings the Pasuk that from Daniel, Hashem brought the badness on us quicker, because Hashem is righteous. The idea being that when we feel sometimes terrible pain, and sometimes the pain seems to be coming even earlier than it has to, it's an expression of Hashem's tzedakah, of His righteousness. When Hashem does something difficult for us, it's all part of that plowing in order to ensure that we'll have the greatest and the best bracha that comes forth from it. And that's how both in the parsha and the after we see this amazing and beautiful message and something that's so practical for us on a personal level as well. When we go through those difficulties of life to understand that not only ultimately for sure we'll get out of every difficulty and ultimately we'll see the revealed kindness of Hashem, but to understand that the difficulties themselves are part of the growing process, they're part of the plowing, as is the exile in general and our personal difficulties and Hashem should help that very quickly and even today. We should be able to see and experience fully the full comfort, the, the nachamu, nachamu ami, the greatness that comes after all the descent, along with the appreciation how all of the descent brought us to that greatness with the coming of Mashiach, may it be today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.